The topics and opinions expressed in the following show are solely those of the hosts and their guests and not those of W4CY Radio, its employees, or affiliates. We make no recommendations or endorsements for radio show programs, services, or products mentioned on air or on our web. No liability, explicit or implied, shall be extended to W4CY Radio, its employees, or affiliates. Any questions or comments should be directed to those show hosts. Thank you for choosing W4CY Radio. Welcome to Leadership for Life with Gina Gardner on W4CY Radio and Talk 4 TV. Join your host, who is a multiple number one international best-selling author, motivational speaker, empowerment and transformational leadership coach and trainer. She's the founder of Genuinely Hyphen You and has 30 years experience of helping people step into their genuine, authentic power. And now, here is Gina Gardner, your host of Leadership for Life. Hello there and welcome to the show today. I'm really excited to be here. I've got a great guest for the second uh, segment of the show. Today's show is all about creativity, resilience, finding ways through when you've got problems, when life feels really difficult. It's about finding those solutions. And my guest today, David Little, has had to find many of his own solutions during the pandemic. He uh, lives in a flat with two young children, uh, a wife who is not well and running a business. And we're going to hear all about his solutions and his work with the Scouts. Um, and he's a very enthusiastic member um, of the Scouting Fraternity. But let's spend this first part of the show talking about resilience and creativity. And let's face it, there's a lot that we need to be resilient about at the moment. Um, I'm in the UK. Last week we had a lot of snow. For many of the people, it was unusual, but it paled into insignificance when we saw reports of the weather uh, in the United States in this last few days. And I'm sure many of you that are listening to this, if you're listening to it live, are struggling with sub-zero temperatures and snow and conditions that perhaps you're not used to. And that on top of the pandemic and uh, all of the things that are happening uh, to you on a day by day basis. And it would be all too easy, wouldn't it, to to sink into that sense of it's all too difficult. I can't do anything. I'm a victim to this. The problem with that as a as a way forward is it leaves you totally unresourced. And the reality is that the person who's going to make the biggest difference to the quality of your life and how you cope and how you manage, whether you survive or you thrive, is you. Ultimately, how you respond to things will make the difference between they, if they seem a mountain that you've got to climb or an inconvenience, a molehill. And it may be that it, you know, it does feel really difficult. But the thing is, if you spend your time worrying about it and focusing on what you can't, can't do on the past and I wish it was like it used to be or, you know, what's going to happen in the future, that leaves you feeling really unresourced. In my experience, and I've had a fair few challenges of my own, those of you that know my story will know that I've learned to walk twice as an adult and that I ran an organisation from a wheelchair for over 20 years, is that when you focus on what you can't do, everything seems to get smaller and you seem to feel less and less resourced. Where if you focus on one thing that you can do, just one thing at a time, then that seems to open things out. 
our resilience, our capacity to deal with situations is actually honed by dealing with situations. And you know, those people that you talk to who went through the Second World War, for example, will talk about things in a very different way to those of us who didn't live through the Second World War. You know, everybody that you speak to will have their stories, the things that they have had to do with, the challenges that they've had to deal with. And the interesting thing is that having dealt with them, they can look back and think, I've grown stronger as a result of dealing with that challenge. It may not have been comfortable, but ultimately the sun is gonna come up tomorrow and you are going to find a way through this. And you can do it more comfortably when you recognize that actually you're equal to the task, that you're not a victim to it unless you choose to be. I've spoken before about the difference between left brain thinking and right brain thinking. And I think it's quite useful to understand the mechanics, if you like. When we are frightened, anxious, worried, depressed, we naturally use our left brain. And our left brain is all about logic. It's very linear. It's an either or, I can do this or I can do that. It's much more likely to catastrophize, you know, unless this happens, it's going to be a disaster. Uh, those of you that watch Strictly Come Dancing, Craig Revelhorn, a disaster, darling. Ultimately, that's your choice. But if you see that same situation as a challenge, as something that you will find your way through and that you have the faith and belief that you can find your way through it, then, your brain starts to think through the right side of your brain and your right side brain is very creative it looks for solutions it doesn't have an either or it says what are the range of things that i might be able to think do feel differently and so that opens up the possibility of your being creative I and actually, as it happens, David uh, were on a, a call through Clubhouse just before this radio show. We were talking about good mental health in, as a, a business person or an entrepreneur. And you know, one of the things, the themes that kept on coming through was when you look to be able to take some action um, to start to do things differently, even if it's just a tiny change, that change over time, consistently done, becomes much bigger. Think about a graph and you think about the axis. Uh, and if you've got you know, two lines that are meeting at the axis but going out, there's a, probably a mathematical name for that, but it escapes me at the moment, that actually they move out and exponentially the, it, it's much wider. Opportunities are a bit like that. Then they start off, there seems to be just tiny, like a little glimmer of light. But the more you explore them, the more they open out, the more we're able to do, the more we can then see other opportunities offering themselves up. It all starts with us. If you have faith in yourself, if you have the confidence to recognize that actually you will manage this, that it might not be comfortable, it may not be easy, but ultimately you have the skills, you have the resilience to find a way through, you'll find a way through. It's a self-fulfilling prophecy. However, 
if you think it's all gloom and doom and there's nothing you can do and woe is me and it's all you know it's all too difficult that too will become your reality your beliefs about the world we've talked about this on a number of the shows that your beliefs about you and the world in every context become your reality they're not the only reality but the thing is that when you believe it's your reality you don't see anything else you don't recognize that there are other things open to you and that's a tragedy really because then you get stuck into this very narrow band of i don't know what to do i don't know where to go i don't know how to operate all it takes in the first instance is one action and then another and another you know, when you see films of um, them logging um, in Canada, for example, and I'm sure they do it in parts of America too, Colorado, for example, um, and they cut the wood and it goes into the river in order to, um, to bring the logs, um, transport the logs out. When they do that, I mean, assume they still do, those logs will often get jammed. And there are people who jump over the logs and they will break free a log and then you'll see the whole thing begins to move down the river. Ultimately, it's the inertia, the inaction that keeps us, I think, in a worried state. It keeps us stuck. And when we feel stuck, then we don't see opportunities and solutions. What came out of the meeting that we were talking about, there were a number of people there, business owners, who had businesses that were absolutely dependent before the pandemic, face to face. In fact, my other business, Gina Gardner Associates, it was absolutely dependent upon face to face work. But there were people who were personal stylists, personal trainers, um, hairdressers, barbers, a whole range of people that relied on their capacity to to work with people on a, a, a very personal and present basis. I mean, you can't cut somebody's hair over the internet, can you? Um, there are a number of things. You can't have a massage over the internet, or if you can, I've not discovered how. It'd be interesting um, if you could. But those people who felt positive and resilient and uh, had seen the pandemic as an opportunity to reassess their lives, to learn to new skills, to do things differently. Their businesses were thriving and so were they. But they had taken the route of, let's look for the opportunity. What can I do differently? How can I be different that will enable me to find those opportunities? Now, I'm not saying it's, it's easy. Some people will find it easier than others. But ultimately, what each of those people did was to take radical responsibility for, uh, for themselves and for their future. Now, after the break, we're going to meet with David Little. Uh, and David is absolutely somebody who grasps life and takes every opportunity to make the best of it. I've known David for many years, and I am constantly um, in awe of his capacity to find solutions to really tricky problems, not least of which having two children in a two bedroom flat in the middle of London in lockdown, where you've got to entertain those children, look after his poorly wife and run his business. So 
I'm looking forward to uh, talking with David after the break. So don't go away. We'll see you after the break. You have been listening to Gina Gardner on Leadership for Life. We'll be back after this quick break. Want to get the best out of life personally and professionally? Are you ready to step into a life which excites and fulfills you? Well, the right place for you is Leadership for Life with Gina Gardner on W4CY Radio and Talk 4 TV. We will share with you stories from inspiring people, a wide range of guest experts, and lots of practical strategies to help you get the very best out of your personal and professional life. Leadership for Life is a radio and TV show focused on helping you live a happier, more successful, and fulfilling life. Join international best-selling author, motivational speaker, empowerment and transformational leadership coach and trainer, Gina Gardner, live every Thursday, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on W4CY Radio and Talk 4 TV. Become the leader of your own life. Gina Gardner's number one international best-selling book, Thriving Not Surviving, The Five Secret Pathways to Happiness, Success, and Fulfillment, provides you with the foundational principles on which to become the best leader of your own life. It's available as an ebook, paperback, hardback, and as an audio from genuinely-you.com or also from Amazon. Every one of the principles have been proven to work for the countless people who have used them, including the author. Now, let's put them to work for you. If you're ready to discover your true leadership life design, accelerate your journey with an invitation to join Gina for Leadership for Life VIP Day. Choose your journey of self-discovery where Gina will help you navigate your way to happiness, success, and fulfillment. To find out more, email gina at genuinely-u.com. Welcome back to Leadership for Life. Here is your host, Gina Gardner. Hi there. Welcome back. I'd like to tell you a bit about David before he actually comes into the show. David started his financial services journey back in 1997. Fast forward to 2021 and mortgage broker Little Parrot Limited is enjoying its 10th year of trading in the mortgage and protection market. The business takes a collaborative approach, working personally with clients to help them achieve their goals. David's 45 and he's married with two young children. He divides his time between London and France and has keen interests in cheese and wine. David's hobbies include adventure sports, running. He's a very active scout leader, supporting the scouts at local, country, uh, level. He's a master practitioner in NLP, Neuro Linguistic Programming, a certified coach, and puts these skills into practice at work and personally with his charitable works. So I'm very pleased to welcome David Little. Hello there. Lovely Hi, to see you. you. I'm great. Thank you very much. David, you know, one of the things that I'd like you to share with people is your approach to when life gets tough, how you've managed, for example, over the last year or so with the pandemic. What is it that you, your approach to, to making the best out of life? I haven't got involved. Um, I, I'm fairly active um, anyway. So, 
Um, I, uh, I think uh, I'm very much a problem solver, which some people like, some people don't. <laughs> um, and uh, basically looked for, for opportunities um, to have everything. So thinking back about it, I, dis I distinctly remember having a, a conversation with somebody uh, about how things were potentially going to be quite restricted and maybe we couldn't meet for, you know, for maybe a month or so. And in looking back, you never would have thought that there would be so much opportunity to connect with people, um, you know, to, to talk to people I've never met before um, and genuinely connect with them and have a really good laugh. Um, yeah. it's quite, quite bizarre. It's been quite a strange year. And is that true of your business life and your scouting life and personal life or is it in one particular sector or all of them? Uh, no, I'm. I'm. Uh, well, I work in financial services, which is a very heavily regulated um, industry. So that that is done in a set fashion for a set reasons. Um, but I very much wear my heart and my sleeve with everything that we do. Um, and, and outside of that, I mean, yes, I, I I I used to wear a suit for work. I'm not necessarily sure I would anymore. And that's that's changed, isn't it? Yeah, it um, is. But um, but but yeah, I mean, well, I, I'm much more at home in t-shirt and shorts. Um, in any weather, literally in any weather, I mean, I, I, I'd be more happy outside than anywhere else. Doing anything, actually, just being outside. I'm not sure turning up for a meeting in a t-shirt and shirts is quite the way to go, but maybe not the suit. Well, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. So it's a whole new world out there, isn't it? It certainly is. I can remember having a conversation with you about um, blogging um, and posting on LinkedIn. And the conversation was about being sharing more of you and your personal life so people could actually see you, the person. Yeah. Talk us through how you took on that approach and what was the impact of that was. Um, I think I think one of the problems with um, what people perceive is they don't actually get to know the person, um, the person kind of under the veneer. So if you work in a set industry, I think it's very easy to see that person as uh, as a thing. They don't actually see the the person, the family, the um, you know what they actually do in real life behind that job. Um, and and, and I, th I think the the internet and and social media has been fantastic for that over the last twelve months because it's really brought I brought out what people are, who people are, you know, who they're connected to, what they do, um, and it's brought a much much more human connection, um, which I think is a good thing generally. I think you're right, and I can remember we were talking about um, it was a, a, on the water. Was it um, not a windsurfing board? What was the board that you were oh, paddleboarding? Paddleboarding. Um, and we'd had this conversation and then you had a series of articles using your experiences as a paddleboarder in terms of introducing yourself and how you operate. Uh, and I thought it was such a powerful way of using um, something that you do in everyday life, but letting people see you, the person, um, and you, the, the person, because you take yourself into every situation, um, mm -hmm. that the approach that you use in paddleboarding was very much around the approach that you use in life. Yeah, that was that was all meant to be a bit of a giggle. I mean, yes. um, it, it was it, very I, amusing, but at the same time, <laughs> I was over in France in a unicorn suit going down uh, a river in the middle of nowhere on my own on a paddleboard, which is probably not the most sensible thing to do. But it was good fun. And it actually raised um, it raised quite a few laughs, which oddly actually got us quite a lot of business. 
um, because people actually had a giggle about it as opposed to taking things too seriously, um, which I think was really nice. It was actually primarily brought around by by somebody who'd kind of said, uh, it was a number of people actually, um, had said, um, you know, go and write something about what you actually enjoy uh, and use it properly. And it worked really, really well, actually. I think there's a really big lesson here for people who are in business is that, you know, we people buy from people. And ultimately, if they get to know you and they get to trust you and like you, they're much more likely to buy from you. And I think that's a really important lesson for us all, so long as it's authentic. And one of the things that yeah, shines through from is that it's it's real. It's not made up. It is the reality. Oh, yeah. I have the suit in the cupboard behind me. <laughs> <laughs> it comes out regularly. <laughs> You talked about being a problem solver, and I, I think that um, our viewers and our listeners would, would really um, enjoy if you could share some of the activities that you've created in your two-bedroom flat in London with your two children who are aged? Uh, three and eight. Three and eight. So yeah. um, some of the activities that you dreamt up when you couldn't go out, would you please share them with us? Because um, David has written blogs. I have to say there aren't many things that make me outright laugh till I've got tears in my eyes. But David's writing often brings me to tears for all the right reasons. <laughs> um, well, the background, the, the background to this has got to be that I'm an active scout. So um, I've usually got one of these around my neck. Um, on a regular basis um so i've got um i've got a lot of this which is why it's hung up here because it comes out a lot um i um i've got a lot of scouting kit and outdoor activity kit um in the in the roof above the flat um which is where it lives usually um and it comes out fairly regularly so um when we thought we would be locked down for a, a month or so um we've, we've done all sorts of things um we did uh, we did camping so we emptied all the furniture out one of the rooms um and put a tent up kids loved it um we did backwards cooking so we did we cooked um we cooked a leg of lamb in a um in a, a trangier which is a little kind of travel a, a, a cooking stove which was interesting didn't really work but it was kids had a great time so that's the most important thing um we've got a split level stair so we've got the full height drop um so we did abseiling um that was a bit of fun um, taught the kids how to um, set up a paragliding harness um, hanging from the hanging from a roof. So that, that was good. Um, they enjoyed that. Um, spent most of the day fighting over who got to wear the helmet, but that was good. Um, we, did, uh, we, did, we did rock climbing up the stairs. That was more sensible than the climbing up the stairs the kids usually do, because at least they were roped in and weren't going to fall down. Uh, we did. Uh, we built a luge down the down the stairs. So I boarded over the stairs, um, and then got a, a plastic box. I did put helm. I did put cycle helmets on the kids before we sent them down. Um, but I was actually quite surprised how fast you can go down one flight of stairs um, on a you know in a. a can I just say to anybody, please don't do this at home unless you know what you're doing. This we're not suggesting that these are things for you to do. No, but not. it just. But, in but they are a real indication that you are someone who will find interesting solutions to a problem. And the problem in that case was entertaining the kids when they couldn't oh, go. they were entertained. <laughs> I'm, sure, I'm sure they were. <laughs> I'd like to move us on, really, to um, your scouting activities, because one of the conversations that we had was around how during the pandemic, 
the world has opened up and you're making contact with people, not just at a local level, but at a global level. Talk yeah. us through your, your, what you do with this in the Scouts and, and how that operates. Um, so I'm a scout leader on a local level. Um, I'm also part of the county team. Um, so the county team is responsible for um, opening up connection, getting people engaged, um, getting different people across the county involved um, and aware that they can be involved um, in lots of different things. Um, so it's very much about communication. Um, we've used social media um, uh, and all sorts of other things to uh, to get people um, connected and open doors. And the, one of the great things about scouting is that they have a very, very uh, clear set of values. So scouting values are integrity, respect, um, uh, care, belief and cooperation, um, which sounds like a simple thing. But everybody within the organization kind of thinks the same way. Yeah. Uh, also, the public are very, very open um, and personalities are, and, and other people very open to helping out scouting because it is very much a, um, it's a, a wholesome activity and the people involved in that tend to be of a wholesome nature. Um, so it's enabled to go, to go and open doors all over the place. I mean, we've met, we, we've had meetings with people all over the world. Um, we've met some fantastic people over in the States who are throwing out fantastic content um yeah. so they involved um some of our young people in their shows which was amazing a huge i mean fantastic experience for the kids um we had uh we had a meeting with um some scouts in japan um which was amazing because we had 24 people on the call and one person could speak both languages um, interesting one, one japanese lady kana who was amazing she she sat and um translated between the 12 brits and the, the 12 japanese uh, i don't know how she did it her brain must have been fried because she was so quick so accurate but it was that within doing that there was a real uh, respect for the, the for the language and what was going on um and the young people are really engaged it was amazing it was really good a really good experience for them sounds brilliant now for people who are listening or watching they may not they may have the old-fashioned idea of scouts that it's just for boys um no. that's not the case is it no it's uh it's definitely co-ed to boys and girls all the way so if people are listening to this and they've got kids of what age group you know who who is it for and i think both in terms of the the young people who are part of the organization but also I'd like to, in a, after that, talk to you about how your being involved has made a difference to you, because it's, there are two very, two very different sides to this, aren't there? Uh, yeah, there is. Um, so, so scouts, scouts as a whole is is it's I would describe it as a family. Um, okay. The scouting family is a worldwide fellowship of um, of individuals who all get involved in lots of different things and lots of different um, uh, variations along the same theme. Um, but it's for all ages of kids um, and it's for all ages of adults. Um, it should be, it is a youth led organization. So it should be youth led um, and supported by, by age and experience. Um, it should be being run or all groups should be being run by the young people. It's, it's a young person's um, it's a young person's organisation, but obviously we need the experience and the age to back things up. So what ages are we talking about? Six, basically six plus. Um, so young um, young people would, would uh, enter as beavers, um, they would move on to cubs, 
Um, so Cubs six to ten, ten and a half. Um, then scouts. Then in the UK, it would be uh, it, it would they don't want to explorers and networks. So that internationally, it's very, very slightly. Okay. As of six, you can get involved in the scouting family um, as either as a, a youth member or as a leader. Okay. So if we, how long have you been involved in the scouts? Um, as a as a youngster, I was everything. So I I started off um, as a as a cub. Um, scouts, then I was a venture scout, and then a young leader for a while. Um, and then I took a gap of about 20 years um, when I moved into London, um, doing a variety of other things. Um, and then I guess at some point I kind of, I don't know if it's a growing up thing, um, but thought I, I, I should get back involved because it's something that comes very, very naturally to me. So if somebody was out there and thinking, you know, I'm fed up, I'm lonely, I haven't got contact with people, I'd really like to make a positive difference uh, to young people, what would your advice be to them? Um, definitely get in touch with either your local or district group. Um, the the organisations inter internationally that are involved in scouting are crying out for um, for help and experience. Um, and that, that experience can be absolutely anything. You don't necessarily need to be skilled in, uh, you don't need to be Bear grills, for example. Yeah. Um, what we need uh, is people just to get involved. And that could be supervising kids. It could be helping with transport. It could be running activities. Um, and it's all skill sets are incredibly important. Um, it's just getting people involved. And there's so much, there's so much variety and so much opportunity for meeting lots of different people. It's, fun, it's a fantastic organization. It sounds brilliant. And I know these days that there's, you know, that, that they will make sure that you're trained and that you're checked out in terms of your, yeah. your uh, capacity and your, your children's safety and so on, that they're very hot on all of those things. But it seems to me when people are very isolated, they might turn around, well, what can I do now when, you know, I can't go out and there's lockdown? Uh, presumably they can still get involved um, at the moment in terms of the virtual world, ready to be involved in the uh, the physical uh, reality of it when people can get back together. Yeah, abs absolutely. Um, oddly, um, we've got four new leaders um, who've joined during lockdown. Um, I've, I still find that baffling because we've never actually met them. Um, but we've got to know them really well. They've got really engaged with the group. Um, yes, they've not met anybody face to face, but they've all got involved. Um, and, and that's just testament to it, it's a share, it's a shared relationship. It's shared values. Um, it's a shared experience. We're all working towards getting everybody outdoors um, at yeah. some point sooner rather than later. But we're all working for the same. Uh, it's the same. The same end goal, really. Yeah. And it just strikes me that, you know, when people are feeling very isolated, perhaps, you know, those people who um, who don't have close knit family and friends who um, that they are able to uh, engage with that, you know, if you want to make a positive difference and you want to actually get involved with with a group that has this this real sense of community and caring, that this is a very easy way of getting involved in something where you're not going to be left out in the cold, that people are going to engage with you uh, and support you until you become a part of the group and understand the way it operates. I mean, you've been brought up with it, but there'll be people who weren't scouts, male and female, but it's still an opportunity to, to share in that real sense of community and making a positive difference, isn't it? Yeah, you get out. I think you get you get out an awful lot more than you put in. 
Um, I've got more involved than most, but I really enjoy it. It's really nice to meet lots of different people. Um, It's lovely to do something that's not work. Um, It's a a good break. Um, There is no, with with that kind of thing, you know, when you're, when you're taking a, a big group camping or something, there's no, there's no ulterior motive there. It's about getting out and having fun very specifically. Mm. Um, It's not work driven. Um, which I think is really good. It's, it's really healthy to get people from all yeah. different backgrounds, um, all different social groups. It's, it's a really good thing. Yeah, I think it is too. And I think the message that I'd, you know, I hope is coming across uh, in this episode is very much that you know you can get involved, you can make a difference. That whatever level to or want to, um, ultimately, if you want to there are opportunities and the Scouts is just one of many, but certainly wherever you are in the world, you can become involved with the Scouts. And you talked about this, I know this program goes out in the the States, that there's a lot going on in terms of Scouting in the States, isn't there? Oh, there's there's groups that you can get involved with internationally, I mean, literally everywhere. Um, uh, And it just because you can't necessarily meet face to face at the moment, it's still worth reaching out and saying hello. Um, yeah. you'll still be welcomed in um, and you can get as engaged uh, or involved as not. Yeah. Um, there's a huge amount of opportunity out there. It's like everything. Um, if you want it, go and get it. You know, pick the phone up. Don't be shy. Yeah. Um, the, the people I've got in contact with in the last 12 months is amazing. Yeah. You know, it, it's just by picking the phone up. And okay, some people I've chased quite a lot to, to get to talk to them. But um, you know, it, it, there's a huge opportunity just by picking a phone up or sending an email or a text or a WhatsApp message. Brilliant. Thank you very much. Now, before the show, I sent you, uh, those of you who have listened to the show know that we're very closely aligned with B1G1, that's Buy One, Give One, which is an organisation that has a supports um, uh, projects around the world, around health, education, well-being, eradicating poverty, um, improving the environment and so on. And I offered you three choices, feeding children and young families in the UK, educating Mm -hmm. children in Zimbabwe, or preventing child blindness in uh, Tanzania. Um, And the thing is that my guests are invited to choose one of those three things and Genuinely You then donates on their behalf in their name uh, to whichever project that um, that they choose. So, which was your choice? Um, preventing blindness. I think that's an incredibly um, sight is incredibly uh, important, and it's a it's a very very it's one of those senses that you'll never realise how much you value until you lose it. So, so at the end of the day, but it's true. Brilliant, and I think you're absolutely right. At the end of the month, um, we will donate. Um, so that one child actually gets the treatment that they need to help them um, maintain their sight or regain their sight. So thanks for that. For every 100 people who watch the live show or the recording, we will donate a meal so that a child or an adult goes to bed with a full tummy. So the more you can share this and get people to um, to come on the, and listen to the show live on a Thursday evening or Thursday evening, our time, lunchtime, Eastern time, or download onto uh, the WC4, W4CY YouTube channel 
or iHeartRadio for every 100 people we will donate a meal. So please spread the word, um, get your scouting people on it. I want a, a situation where we are donating thousands of meals because we've got so many people who are listening to the show. Um, so David, it just remains for me to say a huge thank you for joining us. I know you're a very busy guy. Um, David's just got a children's book that he's um, having illustrated at the moment. I've read it, it's great. I'm looking forward to that. And I'm also looking forward to your book um, about you and your children because the exploits um, are huge. There's a very um, great um, uh, focus on poo um, in many of the stories somehow, but very, very funny. It's and I can't, you understand. I can't wait for, for it to come <laughs> out. But thank you so much for joining us. Um, it's been a real pleasure. Don't go away, folks. Come back after the break because we've got things to talk about still. Thanks, David. Thanks for having me. You have been listening to Gina Gardner on Leadership for Life. We'll be back after this quick break. Want to get the best out of life personally and professionally? Are you ready to step into a life which excites and fulfills you? Well, the right place for you is Leadership for Life with Gina Gardner on W4CY Radio and Talk 4 TV. We will share with you stories from inspiring people, a wide range of guest experts, and lots of practical strategies to help you get the very best out of your personal and professional life. Leadership for Life is a radio and TV show focused on helping you live a happier, more successful, and fulfilling life. Join international best-selling author, motivational speaker, empowerment and transformational leadership coach and trainer, Gina Gardner, live every Thursday, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on W4CY Radio and Talk 4 TV. Become the leader of your own life. Gina Gardner's number one international best-selling book, Thriving Not Surviving, The Five Secret Pathways to Happiness, Success, and Fulfillment provides you with the foundational principles on which to become the best leader of your own life. It's available as an ebook, paperback, hardback, and as an audio from genuinely-you.com or also from Amazon. Every one of the principles have been proven to work for the countless people who have used them, including the author. Now, let's put them to work for you. If you're ready to discover your true leadership life design, accelerate your journey with an invitation to join Gina for Leadership for Life VIP Day. Choose your journey of self-discovery where Gina will help you navigate your way to happiness, success, and fulfillment. To find out more, email gina at genuinely-u.com. Welcome back to Leadership for Life. Here is your host, Gina Gardner. Thanks. Welcome back. Now, thinking about David's interview, thinking about what I was talking about before um, his interview, for me, it's about taking action. If you get stuck in that place where everything feels overwhelming, where you feel that you're a victim to life, then one of the things that makes such a difference is taking a small step. In many ways, it doesn't matter what that step is, but taking some action. 
because when you do that you get that sense of control and that sense of control gives you an opportunity to take yourself out of victimhood and put yourself into the position of being the hero or heroine in your own life. David made some suggestions in terms of getting in touch with the Scouts and how being involved with them can help you um, in the sense that you have a community, that they're like a family, that there are opportunities to meet new people and to do new things, even if you're in, in total lockdown. And I know many people are not in lockdown, but life is not normal at the moment. It can be that you take action and go onto the website, Gina Gardner is so, uh, genuinely hyphen you, for example. There's lots of resources on there that can help you uh, make a difference. Um, you know, listening to something that's positive, going on to the Genuinely You um, YouTube, um, Genuinely You with Gina Gardner YouTube channel. There's lots and lots of videos there that you can get involved with that can help shift your mood. So, for example, one of the things that is on the YouTube channel are some examples of people who have been coached by myself and a guy called Soup Deaf Christian. You can get a sense in that hour people that we didn't know beforehand who have really made a breakthrough through being coached by us, have started to look at things differently. Taking the opportunity to uh, get involved in, in um, one of the challenges that are there, that's the seven day happiness challenge, for example, which gives you day by day over seven days, strategies that you can use that will help you to feel much more in control and help you feel happier. But what I want to spend the rest of today talking about is I'm just about to relaunch, it goes live tomorrow, is the Gina Gardner Associates, uh, ginagardnerassociate.co.uk. And that's the training hub. And on there, there are a, a whole range of trainings. There's some free training, but there's also one and two day intensives that will really help you kickstart, um, whether it's leadership within your own personal life, leadership as a business owner, leadership as someone within the corporate situation. Ultimately, helping you take control of your life, helping you see yourself in a different way. Taking that action will make a significant difference. You know, I've spoken to several clients today and I want to share with you, you know, things that, that were getting in their way that actually um, are now shifting. So one lady who um, works within the National Health, she's a senior manager. Um, she was finding, the, just feeling overwhelmed by everything that's going on and not quite knowing when it's going to end and being tired and having a young child and it's half term. So the child has got to be entertained and work and, and, and she's got parents that she's worried about. And the list just goes on. The problem when you're in overwhelm is it feels heavy. It feels as if you are in quicksand and that you're sinking. And one of the things that came out of the conversation is her motivation, which is normally very high. Her coaching is normally about developing her leadership skill rather than that she's got a problem. But in this stage of overwhelm, one of the things that she was most concerned about is that she'd lost her mojo, that she didn't feel motivated, that things that normally she took in her stride just felt impossible. 
and we looked at you know what was going on and i'm going to share with you uh, what i talked to her about you know if you imagine a three-legged stool one leg is your physiology and when we first started speaking her head was down and her shoulders were drooped and you know it was all everything looked very very heavy you think of the the phrase that we use you know weighed down by our troubles and that's exactly how she looked the minute you shift your physiology sit up shoulders back or you stand up head up and you actually take control of your physiology so that it's it's really upbeat that starts to shift that feeling of overwhelm. The next leg, if you like, of the three-legged stool is that of your language. And when we first started speaking this morning, the language is all about the problem and how difficult it was and how it all seemed just too much of an effort. So my suggestion in the first instance is that you put that language in the past tense. I was feeling overwhelmed. I was feeling fed up. In the past, it was. But now I'm working on it and it's feeling better. And it seems a bit trite. It seems as if, well, how can that make a difference? But it's interesting how the minute we, we change the, the tenor of our language, that we start to recognize that our unconscious brain wants to please. So it's listening to our language all the time. And if it, we're talking about that it's such a problem and it's so difficult and I'm so fed up, your unconscious brain says, difficult, fed up, unhappy, depressed. That's what you want. So it gives you more of it. So by shifting the language, it isn't instant, but over time, shifting your language makes a huge difference. And you can do that. It doesn't cost you anything. But you have to be aware of the language that you're using and how often you are focusing on the negative, focusing on what you can't do rather than what you can. So language is the second leg of that stool. And the third leg of that stool is taking some action. And so part of our conversation was, okay, what is it you need to do? How are you going to manage it tomorrow and the weekend before um, your son goes back to, he's one of those children who's allowed in school because she's a key worker. Um, what are you going to do? You need to, he's only seven, you need to give him some time. Uh, but ultimately there are things that you need to get done. And we set out the next week what she needed to do for work, what her targets were, why she was doing it, why it was so important, um, who she was going to engage with. And it was like speaking to a different person at the end of the hour than it was at the beginning of the hour. Why? Because her physiology had changed, her language, the tone, the energy behind her language had changed, and that she actually had bite-sized chunks of things that she needed to do and that she was choosing to do. Listen to the language. I need to do that. I should do that. I must do that. That language has a very different energy and intention behind it. it was actually, I'm going to choose to do that. I want to do that and I'm going to get on with it now. And these are the things I'm going to do next and then next and then next. And these are strategies that you can actually employ within your own life very easily. If you're struggling with that, it's time to get some help. So there's lots of opportunities to find help on the Genuinely You uh, site, that's genuinely-you.com. 
on YouTube, there's lots and lots of videos that you can listen to that give you um, uh, ideas that help you. Listening to the coaching sessions will help because many of the problems that they are facing are problems that you're facing too. So you'll see how the coaching moved their thinking on. Recognizing that you're the story that you tell yourself becomes your reality. So if you want a different reality, start to tell yourself a very different story. Because by doing so, you put yourself in the driver's seat. When you do, you have a sense of control. When you have a sense of control, and it's actually all an illusion, then things start to shift. Ultimately, okay, you are the person who's going to make the difference in your life. Doesn't it make sense to give yourself the very best opportunity? Okay, I'm just looking at the time and seeing how much time you've got left. That's why I'm squinting because I've got my glasses on. Um, so make that decision. Choose to take control of your own life. Choose to take action. Go to genuinely-you.com or Genuinely You with Gina Gardner on YouTube. Get involved in the Scouts or go and look at the Gina Gardner Associates.co.uk website live tomorrow and have a look at all of the resources and the programs that are there and get involved ultimately the more action you take particularly if it's focused on making a positive difference to yourself and others the better the quality of your life will be next week we have a guest dr alana de grassa and she is going to be talking it's quite a business focused interview for her in terms of how you can use social media how you can get over um that sense of being um uh things that people recognizing that you may not be what you seem the word has just completely escaped me but she is someone with huge expertise and experience. I'm going to be talking about the life version. She'll be talking about the business version. So please do join me. Been a great pleasure to have you. Please remember, you are the leader of your own life. So step into your genuine power and take control. Be safe and I'll see you next week. Thanks for joining me. You have been listening to The Leadership for Life with your host, Gina Gardner. Make sure you tune in to W4CY Radio and Talk 4 TV next Thursday and every Thursday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time for more Leadership for Life. If you missed any part of this episode or just want to hear or see it again, you can find the archive of the TV show on Talk 4 TV's YouTube channel and the podcast of The Leadership for Life on iHeartRadio, Pandora, Spotify, Amazon Music, and wherever you listen to your podcasts.